Beautiful music. God is so good. And also, uh, thank you for your special music today. It was very, very inspiring. You inspire me because uh, also you came out early in the morning uh, to sing in KSM service. There's no KSM, there's no ESM. We are one church. And then your sense of uh, oneness and then love for the community uh, really uh, inspires me. You know, uh, loving the church, that is an uh, expression of our faith. It's not individual faith, personal faith between you and God alone. It is about loving the community. Uh, out of love for the community, you kind of sacrifice, you give uh, yourself uh, for that. And I realized, I mean, I just came back from uh, Madagascar. Uh, very tired right now. Uh, the time difference is uh, seven hours. And as soon as I got there, I got there around 12 o'clock at night. And their system is so bad, the infrastructure is so bad at the airport. I had to wait around and round and round. And by the time I got to my place, uh, to the place where I stayed, it was 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, because of uh, jet lag, I couldn't sleep much. And then next, that morning at 9 o'clock, they started uh, the lecture. So <clears throat> uh, it was a kind of hard uh, uh, thing to do. But I'm glad that I was able to survive. And I could feel uh, your prayer. Every time. Everywhere I went, I felt that you are with me. Your prayer is with me. And really thank you uh, for your prayers. Uh, God, I felt the strong hands of God guiding me and leading me. I did teaching in two uh, different places. Uh, one in Antananarivo. That's, uh, they call it Tana. It's a capital city. And then uh, after that, I went to uh, uh, Tamatavu. Uh, Tamatavu is about 10 hours drive, but the road is really bad. So 10 hours we drove. Uh, so the people from uh, villages uh, came to uh, capital city. You will see the capital city, what capital city looks like. I took a little video, so you will see that later uh, after the sermon. But... <clears throat> Uh, I did uh, teaching and people, uh, there were past, some pastors and also uh, there are some leaders uh, from the village. There are not many trained pastors there. Uh, the, the, they don't have uh, many pastors, period. Uh, the church uh, that I did this uh, teaching, uh, the minister's uh, uh, Reverend Unjatu. Last time when I went there, a few years ago, uh, the membership was uh, 8,000 people. This time I went, it is 20,000. It grew so almost three times. <laughs> so many people, so many people. Uh, and uh, uh, I mean, I couldn't imagine. Uh, to, I mean, they, wor- they started worship at the 5.30 in the morning, <laughs> then, uh, three or four services. And <laughs> incredible, their passion. And, and I realized that the community of faith does so many good things there. Here, community of faith, sometimes we, just for ourselves sometimes, and it's just psychological comfort and, you know, all other things are already uh, prepared. But there, nothing is prepared. 
infrastructure is bad, hospital is bad, education system is bad, and everything just and the church did so many wonderful things uh, in conjunction with NGO. Uh, they worked together uh, to build uh, schools. And then, uh, uh, for example, in Korea too, the missionaries came and they uh, established a church, uh, the schools like Yonsei University or ER University and uh, the high schools they uh, created. Like that, all the churches were kind of involved in uh, uh, children education because they don't think of sending their kids to, to school. So they don't get a proper education. For example, uh, the GDP is $450 a year. $450. They live on that. Many people, they uh, send. Uh, I went over uh, through the uh, river, and then in the sand, they... Pour, uh, put a sand, and it has to be river sand to, uh, for construction. So they, they uh, do that all day, and at the end of the day, they get $2, $3 at most, $2 most. I mean, for us, $2 is just nothing. You don't even think about keeping it. But it is one day's uh, worth. And then uh, med medical facility, Many places, they don't get medical treatment. Especially uh, villages, they don't have doctors. They don't even have nur nurses. So they train kind of first aid workers and the uh, medical kind of uh, uh, agent or whatever. Uh, they, they don't have medical knowledge, but at least uh, they can do uh, emergency thingy. So uh, they are missionaries uh, that uh, there. They built a uh, hospital. And they got permission, uh, permit from the uh, government. And, and they also, also got uh, uh, doctors uh, all uh, prepared. But the thing is, they don't have equipment, medical equipment uh, to uh, bring. So uh, th there's an organization in the United States. They collect all the medical equipments, for example, uh, second-handed uh, medical equipment, and also some uh, kind of deal didn't go through well, so uh, there are some new ones, and uh, they collect all this medical equipment, including ambulance. So uh, we arrange, somehow we arrange, so they are going to send uh, those uh, equipments to uh, this hospital, but thing is, uh, we don't have delivery money. For delivery, about $25,000. And so uh, things like that. So hospitals, and then the, this, uh, the, my interpreter, uh, he's, uh, in the village, uh, so what happens? Do they get surgery? No, they don't get usually surgery. If you get about $2 a day, how can you afford surgery? So what do you do? They just die uh, in the village. And so I gave uh, some money uh, for his sister was uh, had a cancer, so he she has to get uh, some kind of treatment. So I gave him uh, some money, but things like that they cannot even think of uh, doing that. It's a very very different lifestyle, and churches are involved in many schools and hospitals and uh, prison ministry. One prison ministry is I preach at uh, prison. Uh, oh my goodness, I mean, uh, I, I was not allowed to take pictures, but the kind of, about 
quarter size of this room, there are like two double beds, and they all slid together. And just a few years ago, there was a pest, pest going around, and everybody got infected. And it's all, they, they don't have their own separate bed. It's just, just, they just lie down and, and then uh, double side and li- live like that. And a meal, one meal a day. And then one meal is just juk, it's a kanji. That's what they get. And if they have a family members, then the other family members come and then they provide uh, food so they can uh, survive. But m- the people who don't have families, they just survive on one meal, which is just kanji, with no nutrition. They, it just fills their uh, stomach. And then, just last year, 13 people died of malnutrition. And our missionary, he couldn't, he couldn't just see that. But government will not uh, do anything right now. So he couldn't just see that. So he started uh, raising funds from Korea. So he brought some money and started send, uh, giving them a meal. And then the doctor uh, diagnosed all 1,500 people. They found 190 people were uh, under, uh, menu, on the list of malnutrition. So they started giving this uh, uh, meal one of the, uh, this one uh, Korean uh, person came from Korea. So he was doing every day. So they provided a meal. And uh, now the, 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 it stopped. The pe- people were dying of malnutrition, uh, kind of stopped. So, I mean, uh, they, uh, they do uh, just wonderful uh, works uh, there. And uh, the need is overwhelming. So one dollar here is nothing, but one dollar there is very precious. And I thank you for your support, financial support. Uh, you raise a fund from a Mission Dinner, and also personally, uh, a lot of case members uh, gave. And so with that money, uh, I could uh, use it uh, very well. I did the teaching in two places uh, and uh, visited many places. I uh, taught the missions. I taught at the mission school in Antananarivo, and people came from uh, the villages and the pastors, and uh, they don't even have a travel cost, uh, bus fee. And so, uh, with the money that you gave me, uh, we provided transportation and also uh, the meal. Uh, we uh, provided uh, while uh, they were uh, there. And then 10 hours drive, and I went to uh, Tamatavu. And then also uh, there were uh, pastors and then uh, local uh, lay leaders. Uh, they came to uh, here. And they knew scripture pretty well, uh, very well. In Antananarivo, uh, they, their edu- understanding of scripture is much uh, higher than uh, people in uh, Tamatavu. Probably it's a capital city. And so they understood, uh, this, uh, they knew about the scripture very well. In uh, Tamatavu, it's a little leg, uh, less than uh, uh, Antenna River. And I, I uh, taught them how to uh, read the scripture. And they were, I mean, I could feel uh, your prayer 
uh, when I was teaching. And also throughout all the Bible studies I did here, uh, t- TBS and WBS and uh, all other Bible studies, you just kind of uh, ingrained, uh, that's ingrained in me and you, t- you taught me uh, a lot. Uh, about this uh, 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 scripture study. And when I uh, did the teaching there, I mean, they knew scripture very well, but they were hearing almost as though they heard it first time. And they said, there is this kind of thing in the scripture? And then there was one doctor, he's a surgeon. His wife is uh, also a doctor in internal medicine. And then a uh, doctor, after the lecture, he came to me. And then, you know, I've done Bible study so many years when I was in university and then uh, while I, as a doctor, I, I did so many Bible studies, but I didn't know that there was so much in the Bible. And he learned so much. He's about uh, in his uh, 30s. Uh, and uh, he really uh, was able to see the scripture in a new way. Uh, and also in Antananarivo, uh, after the lecture, uh, one sharp woman came to me. I never heard that interpretation of this particular scripture. How did you do it? Can you tell me the process of interpreting the scripture? I've never learned this kind of uh, uh, interpretation uh, of the scripture. They were just so shocked and they were so interested in the Bible and as she, as she was saying and also he was saying that I was like a licking the melon all this time. I just knew about the scripture but I didn't know that so much is in, uh, in, involved in the Bible. And then uh, so they were quite uh, fascinated about uh, this uh, scripture study. And so I basically taught them how to read the Bible, how to interpret the Bible. I sat down with them, and I started uh, with the scripture, and then one by one, uh, I show them how to interpret uh, the Bible, not just in religious way, but life study. How you reflect your worldview, how you reflect your life, uh, about your life, uh, things like that. We had a, a great time together. I could feel your prayers. God even gave me what I didn't prepare. Uh, all the things that I've uh, uh, taught you and then uh, worked with you just came up from the bottom without really, what? wow, all these things, what, whatever is needed, I was able to uh, communicate that. I believe there's a, a work of the spirit and work of your prayer. And so I thank you uh, for your prayers, how powerful uh, that was. Through this trip, I could get involved in uh, building community of faith because the faith community does wonders uh, in Madagascar. And the community of faith is very, very necessary there. Uh, not just for religious reason, not just for spiritual reason, but even for social reason. They gather together. They do so many good things uh, for the community, for the society, uh, very uh, exemplary kind of uh, things uh, they do. Uh, as I said, uh, prison and mission uh, and education and hospital, they get involved in every fabric of the society uh, in a very positive way. 
so, uh, they, uh, so they are very well respected uh, by the society. And Reverend Unjatu, uh, he's a, a minister of uh, the church, which has 20,000 members. It's only one minister with 20,000 members. Because they don't, by law, they don't allow more than one minister in a church because they don't have ministers. There are so many churches and then they don't have enough ministers. So one church can get only one minister maximum. So with 20,000 people, one minister is running it. But thing is, all the lay people like ministers. They work so hard. In he doesn't have to do much. They, they do all the uh, work. So it's, it's a kind of very different uh, setting. And this Reverend Unjatu, a very uh, uh, sharp man. I met him a few years ago. And, you know, there's a uh, story. When I was in theological school here at U of T, once I gather all the uh, theological students from different countries to my home, and I provided dinner for them. And there was one African man who was there. And after the dinner, he was talking with me, and he, he was telling me, I'm, I envy you, because you Koreans, you have a history and all that stuff. You know, me, African, and he probably said that he came from Madagascar, but uh, I, didn't know, I didn't know where Madagascar was, and I didn't know what Madagascar was. And then he uh, probably, you know, we don't have history, and then uh, we are uh, suffering uh, from that. We are having conversation. And after he finished his PhD, he was doing a PhD, I was doing a basic degree. And after uh, he finished a PhD, he went to France and they taught and the last time when I went to Madagascar, he was there teaching at their, one of the seminaries. And I was so shocked. And then this time I realized that he is a cousin of Reverend Unjatu. What a fate. I mean, 20, 30 years ago I met him. I didn't know where he was about. And then I met him and uh, realized that uh, I'm working very closely with uh, Reverend Unjatu, who's uh, his uh, uh, cousin. Uh, on mother's side. So we were talking. And, uh, and uh, Reverend Unjatu, uh, and so the kind of three groups are involved. Uh, Reverend Unjatu, last few years, he prepared people for mission, about 1,500 people. These are the people who uh, kind of committed themselves to... Uh, to go mission. So 1,500 people there, and there's a synod. Uh, the presence of synod came, and then uh, we, uh, they talked, and I, I wasn't able to uh, be part of that discussion because I was doing lecture. And the synod uh, is involved, and the synod studied all these rural areas of Madagascar. You know, places like, for example, you have to drive about 700 kilometers to get to that place. But after that, you have to take a boat about eight hours uh, up. And after that, they have to walk for five hours to get to this uh, rural area. I mean, there's no road. 
even the uh, place that we, we went to, there's no road. So we have to take boat. Uh, and it takes forever. Uh, to, uh, and this is a much, much more rural area. So that's how they get, get there. What, what they are going to do is, so these are all like you. They're teachers and they're uh, working for government and they did all kinds of stuff. So they cannot take more than two weeks of vacation. Uh, so with their vacation, they go and uh, plant a church, plant a community of faith. So these two people, we will go uh, there. We send two people. And then these two people will start the children program. And also uh, they go uh, door to door and do the evangelism. That's how they build community of faith. And then after uh, one or two weeks, another two people go in and then do that for one year. Whole year, they're going to do it. And after one year, you know, people there is very different. Here, you know, sharing faith is very difficult and people are very skeptical and all that. But there, they just accept uh, the, the, the gospel very easily. Uh, so, uh, by after one year, they will probably uh, build a church there. Once the church is built, then synod will send a pastor so that they can uh, start the church. Once they start the church, they start the school right beside. Once they start the school, they start the medical uh, kind of, uh, what do you call that? Uh, what do you call that? The small kind of medical place. Huh? Clinic, yeah, clinic. Uh, they, so they do uh, church, school, and clinic. This is all uh, going together. And then they do tremendous uh, work uh, for the uh, community. And then, uh, we uh, said uh, we're going to do 10 churches for now, church planting in a way. Uh, so 10 churches. Uh, and uh, Reverend Unjatu will provide uh, the people who will do that. And it will provide fund for that, and uh, Synod will provide uh, their research and also uh, provide pastor. Once the church is built, and probably uh, then uh, they will have to raise money to build a church and all kinds of stuff, but start, this is the first project that they're going to do. A lot of churches in uh, town, but there's no church in the rural area, so uh, that's what they're going, going to do. 10 churches. It takes about $1,000 for one church for one year. This is for two people going there, transportation and food and uh, educational material, all that. Only $1,000 a year, one church will be built. So I gave $4,000 to start the project. They can start as soon as December. So I first gave $4,000 uh, to start uh, the mission. And then after that, uh, I have to raise about 6000 But I don't think I have any problem uh, raising 6000 Our church members, KSM and ESM, uh, easily we can raise 6000 Then pilot project begins. Ten churches will be established in a year. And then after that, we'll see uh, how God uh, leads. And just wonderful uh, ministry. When I went to prison, when I uh, delivered the message, oh my goodness, such a powerful worship that I had. They are in prison, but their worship is so inspiring. 
most inspiring, more inspiring than other churches that I went to. Uh, it was uh, uh, very good. And also, uh, we went to a kind of area where you gave the money to build a school there. And then I uh, went to school. And then right beside the school, there was a, a church. And the minister, that church, you know what uh, your weekly offering is? 35,000 Ariadi. 35,000 Ariadi is 10 US dollars. That's their offering one week. And with that, they built a church. Uh, I mean, they saved money and also they need uh, to do the roof and all that. So I gave them some money so, so that they could uh, do the uh, roof. Uh, the m- money that I gave is not much here, but it's tremendous uh, value uh, over there. So thank you very much for your prayer. And then today's the 22nd anniversary of our church. Last 22 years, God blessed us so much. Each one of you is blessed so much by God. I feel that it's time to give. It's time to give. From next year, I hope that we can give generously. Uh, Because your money is so precious, so valuable in other parts of the world. So uh, I hope that uh, we all work together uh, in this project of giving. Let us give. Whatever we have, let us not be selfish. Let us not just live for ourselves. Let us live for others. Let us give. That kind of mentality. That's what I like to uh, challenge you uh, so that this church uh, becomes a church that is reaching out uh, to the people uh, in need. And then we are electing two very capable uh, people uh, for eldership. And then thank you, uh, Daniel and uh, Veronica, for taking uh, on this uh, job. Uh, that uh, you're willing to uh, serve the community. And this, this, and I realized that it's a small community, but what you did here is just wonderful. You shaped me in many, many different ways. So when I went there, I did that with what you shaped me. And uh, I was able to teach them uh, uh, effectively. It's the same, same Paul, same thing. He just taught Philippians, small church, uh, this, he sent letters, but that teaching, that's only 30, 40 people, but, but that became the foundation of uh, influencing so many uh, other people in the world. So what you're doing is not just remaining here. What you're doing is spreading all over the world in this way. So it is a powerful, and I hope that you, you can all uh, join a Friday Bible study uh, when you do James. We all study together. We challenge each other, we sharpen each other, and we understand uh, the scripture, not just in a religious way, in a, a way of understanding life, and in that way, we can help other people uh, understand the scripture and live out uh, uh, in uh, fullness. And that's what life is. Life is not just about getting, uh, earning money and enjoying, uh, enjoying it. Life is about giving, and life is just getting excited about uh, helping others. And that is what life is. And that's uh, what uh, God called me 
to live out. So North American lifestyle can be quite deadening, but we'll, we'll not be victims of uh, this North American uh, affluence. We'll fight against, we'll resist against that kind of lifestyle, and we'll uh, regain the spirit of giving, uh, sharing, and loving. That's what we got to do. That's what God called us to do. Thank you. Let us uh, sing together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, just a few photos I took uh, so that you have uh, some realistic picture. Uh, that this is what uh, downtown or uh, capital city looks like. It's just street. And a lot of garbages and a lot of shops around. It just It's a miracle how you drive there. So many, uh, these are... Uh, uh, the, 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 People carriers and all kinds of motorcycle and all kinds of stuff. They're just going uh, uh, through like that. Uh, but they don't even honk much. <laughs> they just live. That's the, their lifestyle. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> this is Reverend Unjatu and his wife. Uh, his uh, daughter is teaching, uh, is, uh, uh, he finished study in uh, Korea. Uh, and she stays in Korea right now. Daejeon area. So she lives there uh, for now. And this is uh, uh, Reverend Cho, a missionary. He's the one who saw the situation of uh, prison. He started raising funds from Korea and all others. So I gave also uh, some money to feed uh, the uh, the malnutrition uh, prisoners. Yeah. 